And welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is the Home Sewing Network. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know what new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you can blank one on Amazon Prime. Also, text MASKS, M-A-S-K-S, to 77222, or you can text MURDY to 77222. Um, that includes you in our text message network. If you text MASKS, M-A-S-K-S, to 77222, that'll subscribe you to the automatic restocking updates that we send out when we stock up on MASKS. If you want to just sub- uh, subscribe to the general program, uh, text MURDY, M-U-R-D-Y, to 77222 to be part of our generic general club, which also has a few other things, and uh, we won't be sending as many notes notifications to that particular message. You know how, like, oh, was it last year? No, maybe last year. Last year, I had, I, in one of the podcasts, I'd said that uh, that owning a small business is every year is like dog years. It's like seven years. And I will say that every day during this global pandemic, it's felt like a week and a half. Like, boy, has it been unbelievable just to see what has happened. Um, you know, it's exhausting to say the least, but it's also really, it's fascinating and rewarding to see how fast we as a company have been able to just turn, right? Now, I'd been very optimistic, I think, with my early estimates as far as how fast we could get production wrapped up, but, you know, optimism is, you know, better than pessimism, I think, when it comes to, you know, hope. So, we got started last week ramping up production um, unfortunately as we continued to ramp up production every day we were following further falling further and further behind because we'd get more orders in than we would be able to get out that day and so I had to actually put the masks completely out of stock I think Thursday um, and obviously for a small business when you like cut off the supply of money like when you you stop the thing that's selling um, that's always scary. Right, because there's obviously the concern of okay, well, when the money stops coming in, how do we pay people and things like that? So that's been a concern. But the short answer is that we had such an, a huge response early on that we we needed to be able to get caught up. So I went back to the drawing board. I said, okay, how can we organize this so that we don't end up getting ourselves too deep into something we can't fix? And how can we make it so that we can ship quickly? Because that's obviously important for people at the moment. And you know, we want to be able to do that. So the new system is still in play, it's still getting roll ramped up, but when the new system is in play, the plan will be this, at 7 p.m. every night, and this is alive sort of at the moment, but at 7 p.m. every night, we will release the number of masks that we made that day to the general public for purchase. That way, the next morning we can ship them out, so we can ship them out quickly, that way we don't get behind and we don't have a problem in that regard, and that way if for whatever reason we have, uh, we, we have larger customers that are interested in having more, what we can do is we can scale back on the daily release to be able to store up that excess production for a larger bulk order for a bigger client on a longer time frame. So hopefully that'll be the new process when we get that set up. We're still transitioning into that. We are still quite a ways behind. We are hoping that we are going to be caught up by the end of this week. That's the hope. The good news is that last week we got out over 330 something masks and yesterday we got out another like 200 on top of that. So we've been really, really ramping up production and we're trying to make that go as fast as possible. But obviously there are limitations. And that's actually what today's topic is a little bit about. 
So phase one of this transition was specifically and explicitly, can we get any masks out, right? Like how can we get the supplies, the materials, the design, the process down and get our own internal people up and spooled up so that we could make at least any masks, right? That was phase one. Phase two was how can we then, using our lead production person who actually happens to be an expert seamstress, um, how can we use her network to be able to bring on some other professional seamstresses who work from home to be able to make masks, right? So that's the next step. Um, that was phase two. So phase two was all about saying how can we bring on, phase one was how do we get started? Phase two is how can we expand the network to other professionals in the area, smaller networks? And then phase three is something that we're still kind of transitioning into is gonna be our home sewing network. So obviously, um, a big mitigating factor for us is the, you know, lack of people, machines, and time to make sewing masks happen in shop, right? We just don't have that set up because we did never do stitching before. So one of the things that we wanted to solve is the how can we scale the, the mass production in that way. Now we've got, in the workshop, we've got plenty of machines to do the pre-cutting, which is what we've been doing with our current seamstresses, where the machines can all do the pre-cutting, we can have everything set up so that when you know we have our sewing home sewing network, all of the materials you need arrive in a box to your doorstep. You can put them all together, put them back in the box, slap the label that was included on the box, and ship it out with your local postal man whenever he delivers next, right? Like, we, we have that as the setup for the next setup. That's phase three. And we'll be able to pay, you know, each of the, um, each of the employees, or each of the, they're actually going to be independent contractors, each of the independent contractors, a piece rate, which will be pretty standard, and uh, that'll be important. Now, that We'll have obviously some, you know, struggles for quality and things like that. So what we've done is we've created an application where our home sewing network people will be able to apply. They'll be able to get 10 masks in pieces, one completed mask and instructions. They'll be able to put those 10 together, see if they like it, see if they can do it, you know, get a sense of how long it takes to put 10 together. Then they can ship it back to us. We'll be able to then obviously pay them regardless of whether they get into the program or not. We'll pay them for the masks they did, those 10. And then we will... Um, evaluate the quality of their work, make sure that it's up to the standards that we want, and then we'll be able to have them be approved, and then they can select how many they expect to make or how many they'd like to make within, you know, five to ten days, right? Like, how many they'd like to make a week. Then we will essentially send them a package every week, and then they need to get that back to us by a certain day, and that'll be how the program works. The initial hope was to get that up and rolling Maybe this week, maybe by the end of this week, we have the application done and we're, we're vetting some of the early people. At the moment, we're trying to keep it a little closer to home, the network, mostly because it's a little easier for us to kind of manage it when they're close to home. The shipping times are a little shorter and we're able to you know, communicate with them a little easier. But our hope is that if it goes well, we'll be able to expand it to a much larger audience, um, potentially in you know the mid Midwest and then eventually potentially nationally, where people could be part of our home sewing network. That's the one side of it, of phase three. Then the other part of phase three is actually the filter creation. So the filtration material that we have comes in, you know, big sets and they need to be cut to size. And so one of the things that we could have for those who aren't good at sewing but still want to work from home and make some money doing that was we would send them, you know, the filters in their big raw form. We'd send them a cutting mat, a rotary tool, an acrylic ruler, and then instructions on how to cut the filters as well as packaging materials. So what they would do is then they would cut the materials, they would package them in sets of 10, they would put them in the package, and then they would send them back to us. We'd pay them, obviously, piece rate for how many of the many they did, and they would have, it would be a similar kind of thing, um, but just without sewing experience or equipment, and they would pay a little bit less, but we'd be able to, obviously, make it worth people's while. 
So those are the two programs that are part of th phase three. I'm hoping we can get at least some version of them up and rolling by the end of this week uh, and into next week, because that'll hopefully take a little bit of pressure off of our current Seamstress network, which is they're working 12 hour days, 15 hour days just to keep up and we're not even caught up. So um, I'm hoping we can can bring that on because once that's once that's up and rolling by the end of the week or early next week, my hope is that we'll be able to actually have refills available on a regular basis. We'll be able to have a much larger amount available every day because for the last two days when we've released masks at 7 p.m., they've sold out in two minutes or less. That's happened twice now, two minutes or less, um, which obviously isn't great, right? We don't want it to be the kind of thing where, you know, people can't find masks or can't buy masks. The whole point is for us to be able to make it so that we can make them available. So I'm hoping by the end of this week when we get caught up and we have that set up and we get phase three rolling a little bit, we'll be able to have larger and larger quantities available every day so that it won't be quite such a rush and a madhouse at 7 p.m. every day. And at the same time, we'll be able to ship them out, hopefully relatively quickly, the next day, um, which will help keep the, the lead times down a little bit for everybody. That's our hope. That's the plan. One of the issues, obviously, that comes up with this decentralized network, it has its advantages. Obviously, it's scalable in a very important way um, to some extent. Like, it's not immediately scalable to 10,000 masks, but it's scalable. It's more scalable than our current system, for sure. Um, there's obviously concerns with maintaining quality, and that's something that we're just going to have to work on and we're going to have to be diligent about. And um, it's it's a part of this, obviously. There's, a, there's an X factor to all of this, which is to expect that to be a, an issue, right? When you're, when, when you go from not making masks in-house to making masks, you know, in-house, that's a different plan. So the, that transition obviously is concerning for me a little bit, but I'm, I'm, I think we'll be able to maintain control of that. I think we will be able to do quality inspections and during the shipping process, at least we'll be able to review the masks and then be able to send them out. So hopefully we'll be able to be able to maintain quality controls. The other issue of course is, um, exposure to the virus, right? That's that's an issue. That's a huge issue, right? We want to be able to maintain and make sure that when you receive the masks and the filters that they don't have any, uh, that the virus is not, you're not getting it sick from them. Good news in that, in that department, actually. So the best research that we've gotten so far says that the virus has a half-life of somewhere between five and 13 hours on various materials. It's obviously it's like hard to do all these things right now, but that's the, that's the, what we're receiving back. Best information presented currently available. Plastic, the, the virus can survive on plastic. It looks like about three days. That's about it. Now, that's good because it means it can only survive three days and it's bad and that means it can survive three days. So there's kind of two ways to look at that. One of our plans is this. The seamstresses, when they send them back to us, we're going to actually have a clock because they're going to come back sealed in plastic is the plan. So we're actually going to start a clock when their they're package ships. And each shipment will have to wait in our shop at least two to three days once it once it ships so once that timer starts and they're packaged we they won't ship out probably for another two days or at least a day and then they've got another day or two in transit so theoretically the, the with that in mind we should be able to get all the way through the full three days potentially even full five days from the point where they were packaged to the point where they are opened by the customer at that point so at that point the virus should be gone uh, same thing with the filters those shouldn't have any of the exposure however for those of you who are concerned obviously we do recommend washing the cloth mask when you get it um, you know, it's just always good policy to wash clothing items when you receive them. So feel free to do that. Uh, it won't obviously damage it. It's designed to be washed and, uh, then you can put it on and, and obviously wear it. We are hoping to, to be able to get all of this up and rolling, including, uh, obviously the, the refill packs and all that stuff. And my hope is by the end of this week. And it's, <laughs> it's crazy to think that we would scale when we would run through these phases this quickly, but it's, it's important to me that we'd be able to get this up because we're getting emails 
tons of emails every day from people just asking and begging and concerned and frontline people. And it's just, we're doing our very, very best to get as many out as possible. And it has been, it has been, I have been very impressed. I think that there, there does, there's absolutely a shout out that needs to go out to my team. Um, you know, for those of you who are listening, not that any of you listen to my podcast, but that's just because you get me all day. But uh, the, the team has done an amazing job. They've worked. They worked Saturday this last weekend, 10 hours, days every day. Uh, they've been morning till night, long hours doing hard work. That's different work. Um, and all of them have been just absolutely amazing troopers. They've been very positive and upbeat. And I think there's a definitely a, a sense that we are working hard for, you know, for good reason. And um, I think that's important. One of the things that those of you who have purchased masks and are going to be receiving them or have received them, um, particularly if you're frontline people, but anybody, um, send us the photos of you wearing the mask, right? Post them to Instagram, share them, because it really does help put a face to the work we're doing, right? People, it, it can be easy when you're making 150 masks or 200 masks a day for it to just be just boring, mindless, repetitive, very, very exhausting, rushed work, right? Like that can be the sense, but if there's like people behind the masks, right? If you, if you realize that, if you can have that kind of visual, it does help people feel a lot more in, inclined to, to work harder because there's a sense of, oh, we're doing this for them, right? I think that that means a lot. So if you want to contribute, um, you know, just snap a photo of yourself wearing the mask and send it to uh, either sales at meridicreative.co if you want to send it there, or you can obviously post it to the Instagram world, which, and tag us. Um, we see those, we love those. That helps our community see them, right? We want to, we want to get the word out. So um, please do that. Uh, for those of you who are interested in either being part of our filter network or being part of our home sewing network, it, I right, right now it is relatively limited. I can, I, unfortunately, we can't let everyone in at the moment. We're still kind of getting it up and rolling in the pilot program version of it. But we do want to obviously have a list of people. Um, if you can send us an email to sales at murdycreative.co saying, I'm interested in being part of the home sewing network and I'm interested in being part of the filter making network. Um, you know, it is work from home. It is pay. We're paying pretty good at this point. Um send us your location. So send us who, you know, who you are and you're in your physical location, obviously. Um, that just helps us get a sense of, of kind of where the network would be and how it would be distributed and shipping times and things like that. Um, you know, as we expand it bigger and bigger, what we will be doing is we'll be sending out applications. Um, and the applications just got all the details that you need to know. Um, and we'll be able to, to obviously, you know, apply through that system once that's available. But, you know, if you're interested, send us information and we'll be happy to help. Um, we want to be able to get people working from home during this time as well. As far as our accountants have informed us, if you are receiving unemployment due to the CARES Act, your unemployment will not be affected by this particular um, 1099 work. Now, obviously, that needs to be verified, and we're still kind of confirming that. But if they're worried about losing your, you know, your, your unemployment because of that, don't worry about that. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in tomorrow for our next. Actually, not tomorrow. Whoa. Next Tuesday for our next topic. And uh, don't forget to check that subscribe button below to be sure to get the latest podcast right away. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, journal, folio, or mask, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co or you can contact us via our Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible, but I do appreciate your patience. If you think I deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow our new community. And word of mouth is still the best form of advertising. So please tell your friends. That being said, if you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to engage with our growing community and I want to give you guys what you want. If you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our bulk discounts available. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.